Babakama Dafnun Vav, we last started the sixth parak of Masechet Babakama, talking about a person watching over an animal and it went and it caused damage. And what level uh, security does this animal need? And we brought a bright at the end of Nunhamudbet that there's four things that if a person causes this damage, he would be exempt from paying in regular court, but he would be hayaving Dineshamaim. One of them is opening the wall to his friend's barn or pen and the animal went and caused damage or the animal got lost. Number two was either bending someone's crop towards a fire or covering it and making the person with the fire exempt from paying for it. And with that, we're going to start on Vav Amud Aleph, six lines in by the two dots where it says Amar Mor. Now we're up to the third halacha. Hasocher Aideh Sheker, if someone hires false witnesses. Hey, Chidami, what are we talking about? Ilema, then if, he, if he's trying to pull out money from the other person and get the money to his pocket, well, well you have to pay for it. You took a money in a, in a not legal, not fair way, you have to pay it back. And that's something that you would have to pay for in court. Rather, what are we talking about? Where he hired false witnesses to testify. Uh, this way the money goes to his friend. So he's not even getting the money. He would only be hayav in dine shamayim. The real case would be against the witnesses themselves, not on the, the, the person hiring them. Number four, Number four was if someone knows a testimony for his friend and does not testify, he caused a loss to his friend. But, but that's not something you could take a person to court and get money for that. Now, Bemai asking, what are we talking about? If we're talking about two witnesses, well, Peshita, well, obviously, the Hayav, the Oraitahu, the Hayav in Dinesh it's from the Torah, because the Pasuk says, if you don't say your testimony, you get an Avera. So, what's the Hidush of the Braita? Rather, we're talking about where there's one witness and his testimony is not strong enough to obligate someone to pay, but it is strong enough to make someone swear. And if that one witness would have came to court, maybe they would have caused the other person to swear, he would have been scared to swear, and he would have paid. There's no other cases where you're except for these four cases. We have a few other cases, and here's the Siman. Number one is if someone did some sort of work with the water of the Para Aduma, or you actually worked with the Para Aduma and you made them Pasul. Because it's something that no one else could tell. No one could see that you caused damage. And here's another one. If someone put poison in front of his, his friend's animal, because you didn't actually cause damage. The animal caused its own damage by eating it. And on the other hand, you have in, in by the Shamaim. And here's another case. If someone send, a, let's say, a torch or a flame or something with someone not competent, deaf, mute, an imbecile, a child, he's, he's, he would be exempt from paying in a human court, but he'd be Hayav in Dine Shamaim. And again, for those who remember the Sugi and Aftet, you gave them a call and they blew into it and they caused the fire and that's why you're patu. But if you actually sent the fire, maybe you'd be hayab.
there's another case, if someone scares his friend, let's say he made a lot of noise, he startled him, whatever he did, if someone got hurt as a result, then it's not something you could prove in court. On the other hand, you'd be having dinah shamayim. Vayikan is another case. Nishbera kado b'shut harabim. Someone's jug broke in b'shut harabim. Velosil kain didn't remove the damaged pieces. And naflagem alo velo amida. If someone's camel fell in Rishut Arabim and he didn't pick it up and people tripped over it, people uh, got hurt because of it or something got ruined because of it, Rabim Meir Mechayev Behezekan. Rabim Meir says that the owner of the jug or the camel, if they, he has to pay for any damage it caused. Hachamim Omrim, Patur Midinei Adam, Mechayev Bidinei Shamaim. Hachamim hold your Patur Midinei Adam, but on the other hand, Midinei Shamaim, you would be liable. You should have moved it, you should have done something. Now, bottom line is, we have other cases. And why didn't Rabbi Yeshua bring these other cases? You only brought these four cases. So the Gemara explains, in, Miha Yes, there's a lot of cases. But these four, Rabbi Yeshua had to bring. Why? Maybe in these four cases, you wouldn't have to pay even Dinei Shamaim. Kamashmala, and the Hiddush is, you have to. And he explains. If someone busts open the wall, an animal comes out or it causes damage or got lost. I would have thought, listen, this wall was, was shaky anyways, as we explained yesterday. And maybe it has to, it, since you didn't lose anything, maybe I wouldn't even have to pay in Dinesh you do have to pay. Case number two, if someone bends over the the crop of his friend towards the fire, also there's a hidush. Now, I would have thought, really, should I have thought that one of these crazy winds would have came and blew the fire towards the crop? Maybe even Dinesh Shamam, he wouldn't be Hayav because that's something that's abnormal. Kamash Malan, that once you moved it, you have Dinah Shamaim. Or Ravashid the Amanami Tamunit Man. According to Ravashu said it's when you covered it and now no one's gonna pay for it. Now the tema would thought Anna Kasuya Kisitani Allah the person could tell us I covered it, I was trying to help you. Ub Dinesh Shamaim Nami Lola have maybe in Dinesh Shamaim you shouldn't be Hayav. Kamash Malan that you cause damage and therefore you would be Hayav. And number three, also the person who hired false witnesses, you could say that the that uh, this person who hired them could say, listen, we know the halakha, if the, the, the rabbi says something and the student says something, you listen to the rabbi, uh, meaning they should have listened to, to Hashem and they should not have listened to me, and he shouldn't have to pay either. And go after the the witnesses, not me. Kamash Malan, that he's Hayav in Dinesh Shamayim because he caused them to, uh, to to testify falsely. And also, case number four, where someone knows the testimonies for his friend and he doesn't uh, testify. Who would have said that if I would have came there and testified, the person wouldn't want to swear and he'd want to pay, he'd admit? Maybe the person would have uh, lied falsely. Maybe because of that, uh, if he didn't come to court to testify, he should be exempt, even in no, You should have came, and if the guy would have done Avera, that's his business. And therefore, you didn't come, you have Dinesh 
So there was a Hidush in these four cases, and that's why Rabbi Yeshua mentioned these four cases, but there's a lot more. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, that if the wall was busted open in the night, or robbers busted it open and the animal left, caused damage, patur, and Amar Abba, when we said it was busted open in the night, the owner is patur on the damages, that's only if the animal dug from underground, that's not something he should have known about, or that's not something he would have thought about it, and therefore he's patur. But the Gemara asks, hatra mai hayav? Yeah, but well, let's say it didn't dig. Let's say just uh, the, the wall fell on its own. He should be hayav for the damages. Hey, chidami, what are we talking about? But if it's a strong wall, then kilo hatra hayav. Then even if it didn't dig under it, why should it be hayav? What more could he have done? This is a strong wall. Ella If you want to tell me a shaky wall, when it dug under, why should he be patur? The whole thing, it started off with you being negligent, you didn't fix that wall, and ended up being uh, an honest that the animal dug from underground, and you should be hayav. Now, this could work according to the, the rabbi who holds that if you you were, you were negligent, but then an honest happened, you're patur. But according to the rabbi who holds that if you started off, you, you were negligent, and then something out of control happened, you're still hayav ma'ikal in How is he going to explain this case? Ela, he'd explain the case as follows. The, the Mishnah is talking about a strong wall. And even if it didn't dig under, he's still patur. And when Rabbah said, that uh, he dug underground, I say fight him. I was going on the end of the Mishnah where it said, where if you left the animal in, this, in the sun or if you gave it to someone who's not competent, the went down and caused damage, you're obligated to pay. Even if it dug underground and, and went out and caused damage, he's hayav. Because not just in a case where it didn't dig, meaning something else happened where there was a negligence over here. Meaning even in a case where you didn't do anything, it was not possible for you to even think about it. You still hayav. Because I would have thought, I would have thought this is the case of where it began with the negligence. You left it outside in the sun. And then there was an honest word dug underground. The whole thing is negligent. What's the reason? Because you should have known. If you would have left it, that whenever you leave an animal in the sun like that, whatever it could do, whatever trick, whatever it could do to get out of this bad situation, it's going to do. So when you left it outside in the heat, and that's already negligent, even if it, even if something out of control happened, like it dug underground, that's still on your negligence. Next, we saw in the Mishnah, if the robbers took it out, at that point, the robbers are hayav. And the Gemara asks, Peshita, well, obviously, once they took it out, it's in their possession, for everything. No matter what happens, they're uh, they're in charge. And Tosfot explains that the thief now becomes the owner in a sense where if it gets lost, he has to pay for it. If it ruined anything, he has to pay for that damage. 
And another way Tosfot explained the situation is very simply, the owner cannot watch his animal because of you, so you step in and you have to take over. So the Gemara says, once they take it out, they become in charge. So what's the Hidush? So the Gemara answers, No, what are we talking about? The situation is where the thieves stood in a way where the animal cannot go right, left. It could only go towards another person's field and do damage in the other person's field. And they're obligated to pay for the damage that they caused the other person. And it's kihade amara ba amarav matna amarava ma'amid behemat haviro al kamat haviro hayab. It's like what uh, Rabbi said in the name of Rav Matna and the name of Rav that if a person brought his friend's animal and put it on another friend's uh, uh, pile of crop and it ate it, he's high enough to pay for it. Because of his actions, the other person's crop was ruined. Now, here's the question Ma'amid Peshita. If a person brings in a friend's animal, puts it on the person's crop, of course he should be hayav. What's the hidush? No, what are we talking about? Where he let it, by not letting it go anywhere else except there, he let it to this person's crop, and it's still hayav. Now, Yosef, Yosef is rabbi, when you taught us Rav Matna's words, Hikisha Martlan. You told us where the per, where the person uh, hit the other animal with the stick and it went to the other person's field, ate the scrap. And if that's the case, with the steam nami, say the same story with the thieves, where they uh, where the kishua, where they hit it with the stick, trying to steal it, and then the animal went to another person's field and ate the crop. And the hidush is that hitting it with the stick is considered like stealing it, and at that point they would be uh, obligated to pay for any damages. Next, we learned in the Mishnah, Once the person gave over his animal to a shepherd, the shepherd now becomes in charge instead of him. So we said, instead of who? If he's instead of the original owner of the animal, we learned this once. If someone gave his animal, his ox, to an unpaid watchman, a borrower, a renter, a, a paid watchman, whatever the case is, the watchman now is instead of the original owner. He's in charge. So we learned this once. So what's the Hidush of our Mishnah? So the Hidush over here in our Mishnah is where the owner gave it to a watchman, the watchman gave it to the shepherd, the shepherd now is in charge over here. So the Gemara asks, "V'shomer kama iftar le'legamen." You're telling me that the original shomer is just totally exempt. Le'matevet yuftad rabban. Maybe this is a problem. On Rabbah, the Amar Rabbah, shomer shemasad shomer hayav. Rabbah said, if a watchman gives to another watchman, he's uh, obligated to pay. He's liable. The owner could say, "I didn't trust him. I trusted you." So Amar lach Rabbah, Rabbah will tell you, "My mesaro leroi." What does uh, giving it over to the shepherd mean? Le barzile, where the original shomer is a shepherd, and he gave it to his apprentice. The natural thing for shepherds to do is they give animals to their apprentices to watch. And even Rabba would be okay with it. Some bring this whole back and forth a little bit differently. From the fact that it said he gave it over to a shepherd, not to someone else. 
we're understanding that what does that mean when he gave it to a shepherd? The shepherd gave it to his apprentice. Because that's natural, it's a normal thing for the shepherd to give an animal to his apprentice. But if it was to anyone else who's not his apprentice or helper, it's not normal for him to give it. So it sounds like it helps Rabbi. Rabbi is the one who said, if a Shomer gave it to another Shomer, the original Shomer is Hayav. And the Gemara says, they said not necessarily, because maybe the Mishnah was just telling us what is normal occurrence. But the same deen would be if he gave it to someone else who is not his apprentice. Itmar, Shomer Aveda, if someone is watching a lost item, so he found a watch in the street, and he's holding on to it until the original owner comes. Rabba says the, the finder is like a Shomer Hinam, an unpaid watchman, and let's say if something happens, he would only be Hayav if he was negligent. He's like a paid watchman, and if it got stolen or got lost, he would be liable. And the explains, Rabba Amar Shomer Hinam Dame, why is he Because what benefit is, is the finder getting over here? He's just watching a lost uh, item that he found, so he should just be a Shomer Hinam. The reason is because he has a benefit. He doesn't have to give tzedakah, he doesn't have to give bread to a poor person because he's, do, he's dealing with one mitzvah, he doesn't have to do another mitzvah. And Tosafot explains, this is Dafka if he's actually dealing with the mitzvah, he's actually taking care of the lost object. But if it's just sitting in his house, he still has to do uh, other mitzvot. Same thing, like when a person's putting on tefillin or you're wearing tzitzit, you, you still got to do other mitzvot. And Tosafot brings a machlok at Rishonim, what would be the halacha, according to Rabbeinu Hanel, and the halachot gedolot, the halacha is like Rabbi Yosef, he's a shomer sakar. According to Ri, the halacha is like Rabbi, he's a shomer hinam. Very interesting Tosafot to get into. Now, Ikadim Fashiach, some explain Rav Yosef as follows. Rav Yosef Amar Keshomer Sachar Dami, he's considered Shomer Sachar, and the idea is Kevan Rahamana Shabede Be'al Since the Torah forced a person to watch over this, the Torah says when you find something, you got to keep it in your house until you find the, the, the person who lost it and give it back to him. And therefore, when the Torah tells you to do something, you do 100% right. At that point, you become like a Shomer Sachar, like a paid watchman. You got to watch it the best possible way and you'd be liable if uh, it got stolen or got lost. And we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.